glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time, and we are right in the midst of draft week because it's almost here. Alex, the draft is almost here. It is so, so freaking close, my dude. I'm so pumped right now. I am too, and now it's time for us to start getting into mock drafts again. It is. We got some individual mock drafts coming everyone's way. We've got a final mock draft collectively that's coming everyone's way. That's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. So this is going to kick it off. I get to go first this time That's with right. my individual mock draft, and I think this one's going to be fun. So we'll continue the conversation as we go through these picks, because I think it's some of these things are going to be interesting and some are going to be fun. And my mock draft is different than last time. You're going to see some similar names, but there are some changes to this mock draft. Yeah, 49ers have made some moves, uh, so I had to adjust accordingly. And some things I stayed steadfast on, but I'm curious what everyone ends up thinking about this, because... Mm-hmm. This one took me a while to put together because I was agonizing over some of these picks. So, with pick number three, I did not have a chance to take Justin Fields because Justin Fields was taken. So, Zach Wilson from BYU is the pick. And that means for two straight mock drafts, for me, Zach Wilson fell to three. That's impressive. Yeah. And that's what we're both, I think we're both, and probably Horse too, are feeling that way. We would want... We want it to be Zach Wilson, but we'll be completely fine if it's Justin Fields, and we'll hate our lives if it's Mac Jones. <laughs> I I think that I think Wilson, when you hear the description of what Shanahan's looking for, makes the most sense for what they're looking for. Uh, but I don't know if he's going to be there. I don't think he will either. I think he's just man. He's just too talented. He's just too talented. Yeah. Guy. I think he's too ready day one. I think it's what you're looking for if you're the Jets. Is, is that next guy who's not Trevor Lawrence, who's that ready day one, and Zach Wilson fits the bill. He, he checks all the boxes, man. I'll be honest. There's a part of me that's hoping LaFleur wants to change the offense a little bit and needs someone that's more of a runner. Do it. Yeah. Please. Please be Jets. Do please, something else. Please, yeah. Jet, Jets it all up for us. We so, appreciate it. Um, in my last mock draft, I traded up you know, into the first round against Zayvon Collins. This time I did not trade up. I decided to stay pat and see what was going to be available. And when I got to pick 43, there was a lot of players available that I liked. Bunch. And some of the signings and things the 49ers have done have made me kind of reassess what I need to decide to do. Um, so I actually got offered some trades. So I went ahead and, and looked at them. And one trade that I really, really liked was from the Los Angeles Chargers. Good save. And the Los Angeles Chargers made a deal I couldn't refuse because I sent them pick 43. Nice. I picked 194. So I gave up two picks. Okay. But they gave me 47. Okay. 77, okay. 97, oh my. and 118. Holy. Yeah. They really wanted that, that, that spot. You you happen to remember who they took there? I do not remember who they took there. Man, that's a lot of capital to give up for one pick. Yeah. Or two and, picks, really. And uh, I was very, very happy to do it um, because now I had the firepower to do what I wanted to do. Yep, that's accurate. So <laughs> then I said... That might be an understatement. Oh, oh, hold on, by the way. I almost forgot. That was a trade! It was. And then I was sitting there at 47, mm-hmm. and once again, all the guys that I was interested in, there's like four of them, were still there. 
Oh my gosh. So I looked to see what the trades were again, um, thinking, you know, I can move back a few spots, maybe pick up a little bit more draft capital. And this time the Washington football team, um, this wasn't as sweet of a deal, but it was still a deal that I was willing to make. The Washington football team, I sent them 47 and 180, and I received 51, 74, and 82. Holy shnikey. So you're telling me now that you're picking at 51, 74, 77, 82, 97, 102, and 118? And 117. And 117? Yeah. That's what I'm Oh my you. God. Guys, it's a double trade alert. <laughs> Yeah, I still, this was what I felt I needed to do to get the players that I wanted to get strategically move up throughout the draft. And really my main goal was to get as many players in the top 150, especially the top 100 as I could. But I had certain guys that I wanted to strike on and I needed draft capital. And I, I didn't really want to give up draft capital from another year. I'm not going to lie. I feel like uh, you're going to get all the guys you want. I, I did get pretty much the guys I wanted. Wow. I did. I'll, I'll admit that right now. And I even reached out and did something special. So there's something special coming down the bend here. Something around the corner that everyone's going to enjoy. I feel but, like Ant's operating under different rules than I operated under my mock draft, but it's okay because I love it. I operate under my own rules. That's right. Um, <laughs> at pick 51, I decided now was the time to strike on one of those guys. Actually, one of my players that I was looking for went a couple picks before. That was Elijah Molden. Okay. He went ahead and went. So it was an easy decision for me at this point. It was between Aline McNeil, the defensive tackle, and between Wyatt Davis, the offensive guard. Both of those guys are great. Fantastic, right? At that spot especially. And I went ahead and decided, you know what? I'm going to make sure that we have the best offensive line to protect our young rookie quarterback and to protect Jimmy Garoppolo. And I selected Wyatt Davis, guard from Ohio State, and I was very excited about it. Uh, I would have been jumping for joy at 51. Yeah. Trading back twice, picking up an additional four picks in the top 100. That's... Uh, that's uh, that's pretty gosh darn incredible, my dude. Yeah, we don't always have guys go like this, but I had some other linemen that slid, so I think it helped me. You know, Walker Little and some of those guys made it kind of late into the, or I mean, late into the early second round, which they don't normally do. They go sometimes right in the end of the first round or in the beginning of the second round. Mm. But some of them were sliding; they didn't get picked. So I was like, hey, all right, I'm gonna get end up getting Wyatt Davis there for a while. I thought I was gonna get an offensive tackle um, because. There was other guys sitting there, but I needed to get an offensive lineman. I felt, even though I'm not sure the Niners are going that way, I still felt it was a need. I, I don't disagree with you there. Um, and, and the fact that you were able to get as much as you got, and you're going to obviously do something real, real, uh, real fancy schmancy with all the extra picks that you got here. Yeah. Uh, I feel like if the Niners could pull something like this on, tra on draft day and, and trade back a couple times from 43, especially now with the moves that they've made. Yeah. Um, again, there's ways to be aggressive, right? We want the Niners to be aggressive. If they're going to be aggressive by trading back so they can grab five or six guys in the top 100 that they want, I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm all for it. Even though I may not like love it because I feel like there's a guy that can get there at 43, if they're going to go after five guys by trading back a few times in order to accomplish that, hey, you know what? That to me signals aggressiveness because yeah. you're going after the top talent in the draft. Um, and if they do anything like you're about to pull off here in a, a couple picks, uh, then I'm, yeah, I'm sold. Do it, do it today. Yeah, that's what it was. It was about moving it back so I could get the capital to be aggressive. Smart. Um, at pick 74, I went edge rusher. I, I looked at the depth chart and I seen that there are talent there, but I'd seen that the, this guy is more talented than some of the guys that are ahead of him. So I knew that he could start and we could kind of move the rest of the guys down the bench, which is fine. Down the bench. So from the University of Washington, this is one is just like the other draft that I did. Joe Tryon is one of my favorite guys in the draft. I went ahead and pulled the trigger. 
and I know that I got a speed edge rusher off the edge that can do a lot of different things and has a lot of capabilities. Yeah, Joe Tryon is a guy that every time I do a mock draft, I try and target there in the second round, third round if I can. Um, he is an incredible talent. He is a guy who will fit in the system well in San Francisco, and he's an extremely smart player. Pretty much everyone in that that Washington secondary, second not secondary, but defense, yeah, especially. Um, man, they're just they're high IQ players, and you get a high IQ player with a lot of athleticism and ability that, that Joe Tryon has in San Francisco, and pair him with Nick Bosa and D Ford and Eric Armstead and Javon Kin. That's just a mouthful right there alone. All of those names. That's scary if you're every other team in the NFC West. Yeah, and Terrifying. it just it made sure that the gold rush is set and ready to go. And, for, it's, and it's golden, my dude. It's better. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what's crazy. It's better than it was in 2019. So you've now replaced everyone that you needed to replace. And that's what the whole goal was. But I wasn't done because I have picked 77. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking, you know, what am I going to do at 77? Am I going to strike on one of these corners that are there? You know, Paulson Adebo, Kelvin Joseph. You know, is it time to strike corner? I was worried about losing Adebo. And then, you know what? I called New England. Oh, did you know? Yeah. I called New England and I said, hey, Bilicek. Hold on. Are you about to make a trade? I am. Is this is this like a normal trade or is this like a mega trade? Oh, this is a mega trade. Oh my god. And Bilicek was very happy to answer my phone call. Was he now? Oh yeah, he, love, he loves me because I know I, you know because cool with Kyle. So was, uh, first cool. name, first name basis. Cool. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. He calls you Coach Ant and everything. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Real recognizes real. You know how it goes. Wow, dude, that's incredible. Um, but I went ahead and offered them pick 77. Okay. And pick 172. Okay. For Stephon Gilmore. And they took it. And I traded for Stephon Gilmore. And I gave them a nice value for somebody that's in the last year of their contract that they have no intentions on re-signing. And I picked up a corner that is going to help lead my team. And I also signed him to an extension. Yep. You're really working outside the rules here of the mock draft. You really are working on your own set of rules. Oh my gosh, this is incredible. Well, I only have one left. That's final. That's, that's true. Yeah. This is this is you're gonna go all out, you gotta go all out. Go all in. Man, what, what was I doing with mine then? <laughs> my word, this is incredible. We just got Stefan Gilmore, guys. We did. I'll tell you what, like if, if this happens on draft day, and this very well could happen on draft day, is, is a deal for Stefan Gilmore. I feel bad for everyone, headphone headphone users of the channel, you know. Volume warning. If a trade comes through with New England, turn down the volumes just a little bit because I am going to scream. Yeah. Scream with excitement. Yeah, I gave up some draft capital, but I had picked up some by trading back. So I, I knew this is kind of where I needed to strike. I almost get, I almost called them with 74, but I ended up calling them with 77 because I'm, I wanted to make sure I secured Tryon. I'm, I'm kind of glad you did. Yeah. kind of glad you did. But I wasn't done there because I have pick 82 because I had gotten the haul from the draft, you know, trading back. And so... I'm not done at corner. I got Paulson Adebo. That's right. I've got Paulson Adebo to make sure that my corner position is good. I now have Mosley and Paulson Adebo behind Verrett and Stefan Gilmore. Sean McVay like actually tears right now, right? Oh, like, yeah. He's actually crying. I hope he enjoys the Malibu home. Cliff, <laughs> Cliff Horse, Cliff Horseberry sitting over yeah. there, just you know, he doesn't know what to do now. What am, what am I? I should have said in college. Yep. You know, uh, Pete Carroll. He just ran out to the store. He's got to grab like four more packs of gum because he's nervous chewing now. It's it's not confident, arrogant chewing on this. It's nervous chewing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, imagine if word. you're DK Metcalf and you go up on the left and you're like, oh, there's Jason Brett. Dang it! I'm gonna go the other side next time. 
Oh, Please. shoot. There's Stefan Gilmore. Gilmore. Oh, gosh. Good luck with that. Yeah, have fun. We'll see how that goes. Have fun. Yeah, so that, that was what I was doing. Um, and then I knew I needed to target an offensive weapon. I wanted to get my young rookie somebody. So I had picked 97, mm -hmm. but I made a trade. No, you're shocked. I feel a theme coming on here, Ant. It is. It is. You know, I, I had to make some movement. Um, you know, I made my trades back earlier, and now I'm having to use that capital because I didn't plan on, you know, I'm not going to draft 14 players. You know, you just you just don't do that. I um, mean, you can. But those guys aren't going to make the team. I'm exactly. trying to be somewhat realistic here. You're being a responsible general manager. I am. I'm being I'm very realistic, actually. Proud of you. And I did not want to wait any longer because of just some of the guys I wanted to pick up. So I traded up. And I gave up 97 and 230 for 94. So I only had to give up my seventh round pick. Okay. And I selected Tommy Trimble, tied in from Notre Dame. Good pick. Yeah, I wanted to get Trimble. I knew kind of where he was going to go. Um, I had some other guys I was targeting too, so I wanted to get him before 102. Smart. Um, so I didn't have to use him on 102. I could have maybe waited till 97, but I just didn't want to take a chance. You know, I didn't want to lose my guy. Um, and some other mock drafts I'd done, he went earlier. So I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to take the chance. Not going to let it happen. I'm going to get my guy. That's how much value I have. And not just that, but three. what's the difference? Honestly, there's no difference between the three picks there. If you if you were going to take him at 94, if you were going to take him at 97, you'd take him at 94. There's yeah. no, there's no oh, difference yeah. there. And if there's really no one else that you're targeting, or if the next guy that's on your list that you want to target is a little ways away, you might as well just ensure that you get the guy at the spot that's available rather than rolling the dice so that you can pick two additional players. Yeah. And I did kind of take a chance by taking Trimble ahead of the guy, another guy that was on the board. Um, Jamin Davis was on the board. Jamin Davis was not on the board for my next selection. Mm -hmm. um, he actually went and got drafted. So that was a little disappointing, but have no fear. I was prepared because I have been doing extensive studying on the linebackers. Okay. And Baron Browning was my selection at 102. It's a good one. Yeah, I was able to get him. Freak athlete. I mean, tremendous. Uh, him covering Fryermuth out in the outside, one-on-one -on -one in the red zone. That just shows the kind of skill set he has to cover tight end in space. And he's just, he's really fast and he can get there. I think there is some things he needs to learn as far as learning scheme and stuff like that. Yeah. But he's going to have Fred Warner there. He's going to have D'Amico Ryans to help teach him. And if that's the case, he's easily a first or second round talent. And he's got uh, Dred Greenlaw also. Yeah. I mean, that that's a great pick there. Him and Justin Hilliard both at Ohio State. Those are two really good linebacker prospects. Yep. Browning is going to go before Hilliard, and he should. Uh, but, man, either one of those guys in San Francisco be a great fit for them in 2021. And I know a lot of people are still questioning whether we go linebacker. Um, I just, I still think it's a need. I, I think it's somewhere where, and these are guys that also always add to the special team. So it's like if you get these guys, they become gunners. They become, you know, big time players on the kickoff and punt return. So it's always great value to get a linebacker. Doesn't hurt at all. That is for sure. And then it was time for me to start targeting receivers. Smart. You know, I, I had made a, I had made it a conscious decision to kind of wait, just like you had talked about. And you're you're following my my rules for the draft. I for am. Receivers. You know, I, I think so. I, I, when I was looking at it, I was also looking at who the 49ers have, and who they really need to pick up. But it was time to strike because I needed to get a guy that I really really like. I have never mocked him to myself until this time, um, but I I 100% like him. We talked about him before. This is the first then. Yeah. Amir Smith-Marset from Iowa. Good take. Had to go get him. Um, he's just somebody that jumps off the film. Uh, people asking who's going to be kick returner or punt returner. Here's your guy. This guy has a lot of ability. He can run all the fly sweeps, get around the edge. He does so much extra stuff. He had so much production last year with Iowa. Mm -hmm. Iowa. 
Iowa. Okay? They, they don't have production. Nope. So he's a guy that's going to come out of that system, and his production is going to jump through the roof. He has good hands. Um, not great hands, good hands, because he will have some concentration drops and stuff like that. But I think that's kind of to be expected. No, and, and listen, I mean, like like you said, the, the big thing with him is all the, the physical tools that he bring to the table, the speed, size, all that fun stuff. That uh, can do a lot of things for San Francisco and, and Kyle Shanahan's offense. And the special teams aspect. You know, if you're not convinced Travis Benjamin is the answer on special teams as a punt and kick returner, this guy could fill that hole and fill that need. Uh, and it's just, this is the spot where you're going to, if you're going to do it, you're going to take a wide receiver in this draft specifically for the 49ers. You got to flex your muscles in the fourth, fifth round. You don't want to go early. You can fill other holes in this team. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what we're looking for wide receiver wise here is a guy who is, is a wide receiver three that maybe could develop into a wide receiver two. You're not looking for a wide receiver one in this draft. You don't need one. You have multiple, a plethora, and you even have a guy like Jalen Hurd still coming back. So you're just looking for depth. You don't take that early. You can wait, try and hit a home run on the guy late, and the Niners have shown that their front office knows how to target receivers. And that's why I added a guy that can kind of be positionless, play inside, play outside, can run the fly sweeps, do all that. And if you put him in number 84, as far as body shape and style, he would look like Kendrick Bourne. I mean, very similar. The only difference is that, you know, this guy does a little bit more of the fly sweeps and stuff because he's a lot faster than Kendrick Bourne. So you mean to tell me that when they actually run 84 on fly sweep actions this year, that they would have to take him seriously? Definitely. They would definitely have to take him seriously. It's good. Hey, you know what then? Great plan. It's a great pick. You know what? You know what? I wasn't done because I had picked 118 from my earlier trade, but I traded back. Oh my gosh, another trade. Yep. The Colts wanted to come up, and to be honest with you, I wasn't sold on a guy right in that area. It was kind of, I was sitting there thinking about, man, who am I going to take? Okay. There were some defensive linemen I was interested in, um, but I kind of convinced myself that I wasn't going to go defensive line. I had already went edge rusher. Um, you know, my corner corner situation has been taken care of. So no corner situation is set, my dude. No reason to take like St. Juiced or one of those guys mm-hmm. there. Um, so I went ahead and moved back, picked up a little capital for the future. So I gave the Colts 118, and I got 127 and a round four in 2022. I like it. So I went ahead and did a, a pick for next year. It's not something I ultimately always do, but the situation warranted it. So I went ahead and did it. And then at 127, I wasn't done adding to the offense because I struck on a speed guy that can do a lot of fun things. Amari Rogers from Clemson, oh. playing in the slot, oh. running all the fly sweeps and stuff as well. Another gifted player. I have made sure that we upgrade in those areas. I make sure that we got a guy that can do Debo Samuel type of things. Maybe not to that level, but Debo Samuel type of things, so that we're not worried if something happens to Debo. Man, I'll tell you what. That is a that is a great pick there. That's a great pick there. Trading back, getting some future capital next year. And still getting the guy that you want. I know future, like you said, future capital yeah. isn't as important as right now capital. But when you've made the trades that you've already made to get the players that you've already gotten early, plus Stefan Gilmore, everything else that you just did, shoring up the back end, getting a round four pick in the next year's draft helps lessen the sting a little bit of losing that round one. And then you go and grab this talented little slot receiver out of Clemson who's got the speed, knows how to play with a big-time quarterback to go along with Zach Wilson. Think think about the body style. 5'9, 212 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, that that is he's a running back playing receiver. What do we always say about Debo Samuel? Nope. Similar. So we're finding guys that can well, fit and do the things that we need them to do. And think I mean, honestly, think Taylor Gabriel. 
Yeah. Look what Taylor Gabriel did True. in the Kyle Shanahan offense in Atlanta. This is a, I'd probably say he's probably a little bit better than what Taylor Gabriel was coming out of college. Um, but may similar type of role and niche that he would have in that system in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, he could be big time. He could blow up. And I only had one pick left. I have 155 because I traded 172 in the Stephon Gilmore trade. You did. Um, so I, I had kind of set a goal for myself that I wasn't going to pick beyond 150. Okay. And I wanted to make sure I got as much value as I could in the 150. So 155, a little bit behind that, five spots. And then I decided, you know what? You go big or you go home. I don't care what PFF says about this player. When I watch this player, he's top 150. And I decided that I was going to get a running back. And I know what everyone's thinking. Oh, he's getting Demetrius Felton. Nope, not Demetrius Felton this time. Did you get Javion Hawkins? No Javion Hawkins this time. Oh my. I watched more film and I went back to my first instinct, my first natural gut instinct. Your first love? Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Was that this guy is just a brilliant runner who's suffering from circumstance. Maybe it's the way people view him off the field or the fact that he didn't play this year. But this guy is a top 150 talent. I'll put it on anything. So when he breaks out, everyone remember this. I went Kylan Hill, Mississippi State. Added him. I don't care about Wayne Gallman. I'm going to say, you know what? Go in there and compete. Let's see what you can do. And I think this guy can make the team because he's a great receiver out of the backfield. He has a awesome running style. Great cuts. Good quickness. Short area quickness is fantastic. Breaks arm tackles. Doesn't go down. That's the only thing with Javion Hawkins. He goes down with arm tackles. This guy does not... I love his forward lean when he runs. So 100% had to make this move. It's a good take. It's a really, really good take. I like to see it. And I'm glad that you, uh, you've come back full circle to the original guy that you pointed out to me uh, in your, right before we did our running back special. This was a guy that you kind of turned me on to. And he's kind of a, a dark horse guy. He's falling down some boards. He's not getting as much love as he probably should. He is a special talent. He is. And... Like I said, I always let the film, you know, speak to me and I've kind of went away from it. You listen to a lot of noise, you hear a lot of things, you watch a lot of film and sometimes you just have to put it back on and you remember like, wait a second, what was I even thinking? You know, and I watched Felton, Hawkins and Kylan Hill back to back to back. And I left going, why am I even considering these other two guys? There you go. And that's that's really what did it for me. Sometimes that's all it takes, man. Sometimes it just takes some some film and and putting things into perspective to get where you're get where you're supposed to be in your head or to make the selection you need to yep. make that you're comfortable with. Because at the end of the day, that's what the the, the 49ers are going to do. That's what the front office is going to do here. That's what Kyle is going to do. That's what Lynch is going to do. Um, you're going to make the, the you're going to pick the guy you're comfortable with. You're yep. going to pick the guy you're willing to roll with. Um, the guy you're willing to take a chance on. The guy that you're willing to risk it for. Uh, those are the guys who are going to have impacts. Those are the guys that you're willing to put your faith in, because those are the guys that are going to they're going to give that faith back. Right? Agreed. If if they believe you you believe in them or the front office believes in them, that's a dangerous combination. I think the interesting thing is I go in with nine selections to make. Right. Well, I end up one. with nine players, eight drafted and one traded for, <laughs> but all of them in the all Top of them near the 150. That's crazy. Um, which was the goal, and so I am happy with my draft. Um, I, I think it I think it was really good. You know, I'm I'll, I'll be surprised if I don't, you know, get a couple of negatives. I'm sure I will. Um, but that's okay because this is just the way I see it. And people always see it a different way. He made up his own rules. I mean, I just that off the get-go. That's a, that's a big knock, right? Yeah. I mean, if people don't like the Stefan Gilmore trade, I'm okay with that. I'll live with it. I mean, you should you should all be okay with the Stefan Gilmore trade. It's just the fact that, you know, you did it. Yeah. And 
Like they I, say, I didn't know we could do that. It, it's, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. Shout out Mark Kaplan. He used to tell me that all the time. Yep. So he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Let us know what you think of Ant's mock draft down below right now in the comments in the comment section. Chat, light it up. Let them know what you think. What do you grade him? What do you give him? What did you like about it? What did you hate about it? Is there anyone he should have targeted that he didn't? Yeah. Give us, give it to us. Let him have it. He wants the smoke. He's ready for the smoke. Mm -hmm. He can take the smoke. He's been preparing for the smoke since day one, since I met this man. Yep. All right. He can handle it. Don't, don't hold back on him. Let him know. And while you're down there, don't forget to like the video. Subscribe if you haven't already. I don't know what you're doing. Look at, look at Michael Alanis there. Michael Alanis, he's a new, he's a new subscriber. He's subscribed. He knows what's up. He's hopped on the 49ers cutback train because we're on our way to 750. We're on our way to draft day. We are so close. Help us get there. Yeah, help us get there. And you know what? Let's have a good conversation about this. You don't like someone I picked? That's fine. Let's talk about it. Let Tell me why you like the person that you like. I'll tell you why I like the person I like. And you know what? We'll agree that, you know, both players are probably good in this situation because, you know, all these guys are really talented. And at the end of the day, too, we all want the same thing. We right? do. We want these players to pan out for the final. Oh, you, you think I'm going to get mad if you tell me that we should take Puka Williams and then Puka Williams comes in and does awesome for the Fortnite? I'm like, that's was, awesome. Yeah, Thank I you. Was, I was wrong. You were right. Awesome. I'm glad someone was I'm wrong. I'm glad. Yeah. yeah, so 100%. And make sure you're here for the draft reaction. It's going to be so fun when we're giving live reaction as it happens. Yeah. And the comments. I'm oh. curious what the comments are going to be when the 49ers are making selections. Is it going to be, oh my gosh, we suck again? Or is it going to be, <laughs> this is the greatest thing ever, we're winning the Super Bowl? Hey, you know what? I'm I'm leaning towards the Super Bowl train. That's that's where I'm <laughs> at personally in my mind. That's the, my headspace. That's where I'm feeling. Uh, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast for sure. Indeed, chat. Try not to get too toxic on draft day. I don't want to have to be doing too much monitoring of the chat. I want to be able to enjoy the chat. We've been really good so far, though. I'll tell you what, we got we got a great group of people here who are subscribed and watch us. Yeah, appreciate all your support. And if you haven't already, come join the community. It's a fun community to be a part of. 100% join it. It's going to be a blast. You want to be a part of it. We want you to be a part of it. It's true. And let everyone know it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And until draft day, 49ers fans, you stay safe. Remember the right way. Is always the 49ers way. way.